Welcome back to Dirty Talk. Today is our first real episode and we're so excited to be talking about consent. But before we get started, we just wanted to check in with all of our hosts and see how everyone's life is going. So once again, my name's Arna, she, her pronouns. Um, I'm doing pretty well. I have a gap semester before I go to NYU, so I'm just looking for jobs so I can be working and just relaxing. So nothing too new. It's just, uh, you know, my life's just at a standstill, but it's not, not a bad one. I'm just going to work. Um, and yeah, and soon I'll be at NYU. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm Vivian, or Viv again, I use she, they pronouns, and I've had kind of a hectic week, to be honest, I, um, am in the process of moving, I leave on Monday the 20th, which, at this point, while you're listening to it, will be in the past, but that's okay, whatever, um, so yeah, this is the first time I'm, like, packing up to move out, which is kind of whack um but I'm really excited um and yeah um hi my name is Sophia I use she her pronouns um I've been pretty good recently um lots of upcoming life changes on my end I'm starting to full-time nanny for a family because I'm on my gap year and I start that the day after tomorrow also on Monday um and I'm like nervous but I also think it's going to be really good but I think it's just very easy to like get caught up in your head about it because like I've only I don't know it's just like a big change it's a new family but it's going to be good so I'll keep you posted on that it's going to be great yeah Yeah. thank you thank you (laughs) but um but yeah anyways Vivian take it away um yeah so like Arna mentioned earlier the topic of this episode is consent and we really wanted to start with consent um just to recognize that consent is a universal experience that impacts us in daily life um uh yeah and it's just really crucial for people to be aware of and I don't think that we can talk about like any sexual health subject without starting with consent um consent something we give and receive basically every day um so like if I were to ask Sophia to borrow her charger to charge my phone that would be me asking for consent to use something of hers um or if Arna wanted to ask me for a sip of my water that would also be consent um and I feel like consent has also like taken a higher degree with the pandemic which is something I think is really interesting like consent to be around someone with masks off how does that work consent to like know someone's vaccine status um so that's something to like just keep in mind throughout this episode like how has consent become even more topical in our recent times um because it can take so many different forms yeah definitely and we're going to be talking broadly about consent but also obviously like more specifically in sexual and romantic contexts. Um, So with that, I wanted to give a little content warning or trigger warning. Um, Since we are talking about consent, we might um, mention at times sexual assault or sexual harassment, but we're not going to go deep into details. It's not going to be a huge part of the podcast or, um, yeah, it's not going to be a huge deal, but um, just wanted to put that out there. Um, If that subject or also the subject of like um, giving consent while intoxicated is at all triggering for you or you're not in a place to um, listen to that, then feel free to click off this episode. There are going to be a lot of other episodes that um, will have nothing to do with 
any of those subjects. So take care of yourself. If something gets like uncomfortable, click off. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into it. You know, we've all heard about consent. Um, if you're a high schooler or someone at that level, you've probably learned about it. Hopefully learned about it in your health classes. You know, consent is basically giving permission to do something or to have, you know, engage in some kind of behavior or activity and consent is super, super important, like Vivian mentioned, in every part of our life. When we come to like sexual and romantic relationships, consent is super important because these relationships involve two people engaging in like variety of activities and like laying boundaries and also, you know, asking each other about their boundaries. It's just important to remember that consent is something that's required. It's not a choice. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a choice to give consent, <laughs> yes. but it's not a choice to ask for consent. You have to ask for consent. It's required that you ask for consent. Um, and yeah, you know, it's important to remember that consent has to be freely given um, as much as possible. There can't be any pressure. There can't be any threatening, anything like that. It needs to be freely given. And also, it can be taken away whenever the person giving consent wants to take it away. If one person decides that they want to be doing something, at some point in time, but then, you know, five minutes later, they're like, actually, I'm not really digging this right now. I kind of don't want you to give me head anymore. Then that's okay. You can take back your consent. Mm -hmm. You have full agency to do that. Yeah. So like Erna sort of started on, um, with Planned Parenthood, we learn to define consent as FRIES. So the acronym meaning freely given, um, obviously, so there's no pressure being put on the person giving consent, reversible at any time, so like, I don't want you to give me head anymore, great example, um, informed, what are you going to be doing, um, because like, depending on the situation, maybe I'm okay with making out with you, but no, I don't want you to give me head, um, enthusiastic, you know, if you're not excited about something, why do it, especially if it's something that you like, have the choice not to do, um, and specific, so again, like, bringing up um, what exactly you're going to be doing, maybe even when, like, or maybe, like, I want to have sex with you, but not if my pet's in the room, or not if my parents are home. Like, all sure. of that yeah. is, is <laughs> pretty so. important to consent. Yeah, um, absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, so, yeah, we have a couple of things we were going to talk about. Um, I was talking to... Viv the other day when we Mm -hmm. met for our intro podcast and they mentioned that for this episode they wanted to talk about the whole idea of like giving consent while intoxicated and I was like absolutely I'm completely on the same page I feel like no one talks about intoxicated consent and like that is one of um I would say like one of my main constructive criticisms for how um consent is taught like both even like with teen council and how we did it but also just like in health classes um I feel like the messages are always just like you can't on any occasion under any circumstance give consent unless you're completely sober and unless like both or all parties are completely sober and we were just talking about that and how like Mm -hmm. there is a huge gray zone between sober and like blackout or like unconscious or like unable to be coherent like there's obviously a huge gray zone there and consent can be really nuanced um and I don't know it was just a very interesting 
conversation to have. And like, I was doing some research, um, and there are like a lot of mixed messages because like, again, like I said, consent is super nuanced. And like, I was looking up consent laws from state to state because like, um, intoxication is also like, has a different definition from state to state. So it's just like, it's really interesting to think about that. And like, Dartmouth, um, the school, for example, like their consent policy is that like you can give consent while you're under the influence of like drugs or alcohol. Like they have no um, policy on that, but like they just had this whole explanation of how like alcohol and drugs obviously affect decision making skills and you might make decisions that you will that you're like that you wouldn't do when you're sober. And like that's fine. It's just like a reality that you should acknowledge um when you're giving consent so I thought I would bring that up mm-hmm. let's talk about it yeah how do we feel sure. about it yeah I think that's super important you know like in the ideal world consent would be super cut and dry this is the way it is but we have to recognize that especially as young adults we're living in a world where hookup culture is rampant and a part of that hookup culture can often be hooking up while under the influence and it's important to recognize those experiences for those who feel comfortable doing so Mm -hmm. and so you know yeah consent is super important and even in situations where there might be substances involved you should be asking for consent and making sure there is consent as much as possible and I think it's just up to everyone in that situation involved you know who's engaged I think yeah I think when it comes to substances like Sophia said it's it's very nuanced yeah um I think what's important to keep in mind is that no matter what, consent is about power and power dynamics. So if someone in a situation has a uh, certain level of power over the other person, like consent can't be freely given. So that first F in our FRIES acronym isn't there. Um, And obviously, like, depending on, you can't really measure different levels of intoxication, especially after the fact, but if someone's, like, purposefully feeding someone alcohol or taking advantage of a situation where someone is more intoxicated in order to initiate a, like, sexual interaction with them, then it becomes harassment, and then it becomes assault, and that's not okay. But it's not this cut and dry thing, like Arna was saying, where I feel like in a lot of health classes we get messages about, like, oh, if you're not sober it's harassment, it's assault, like, that's obviously not going to be something that's true in every situation just because of the way that relationships work, um, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that just because, like, you have to realize that nothing is black and white, nothing is objective, and so we can't be treating especially something as intimate as a sexual relationship with that, like, cut and dry lens of, oh, because we were drunk, like, I couldn't consent to this. Like, that may be something that you feel, but it's up for you and your partner to decide. Um, and I've been talking for a while, but uh, <laughs> I feel like initiating a sexual relationship is something that can only happen if you're comfortable talking with the other person or people about your boundaries before, during, and after the fact. Um, and that's something that remains true when you're not sober. And I think that that's the most important thing to realize about your own ability to give consent is like, am I comfortable communicating my needs and boundaries with this person? Because if I'm not, then I'm not going to be fully able to give consent because I can't maybe be as specific or want to reverse it as much as possible. 
Um, so yeah, those are my points for the um, non-sober consent giving topic. Yeah, um, I completely resonate with a lot of what you said. And I like how you were talking about how like consent is power and like there is a lot of power in asking for consent and giving consent. Um, but also like at the end of the day, consent is about comfort and it is about communication. And like, I think that intoxicated, like, yeah, I think intoxicated consent is possible. I think that like, as long as you're talking about it before, during and afterwards, like, I think that there are ways to make it fine. And also I think that it like it, there are so many variables too, like how well, you know, the person, um, yeah, like, how intoxicated you are, like, relative to each other, um, and also I feel like it's just so important to talk about it, because it is just a reality, like, we were talking about that teens and young people and people of all ages, like, have sexual interactions while under the influence of drugs and alcohol, and I think that it is incredibly unproductive to just, like, sweep it under the rug and, like, pretend like people aren't having drunk sex, high sex, whatever, mm-hmm. because I think it's, like, why not talk about it and, like, yeah. teach people ways to have conversations about it and to do it safely and to, like, make sure that all parties feel, like, valued and heard in their experiences. So, yeah, I just think it's very important to talk about it and, like, there are definitely safe ways to give consent intoxicated. Absolutely. That's my take. But yeah. yes, yes, I definitely agree. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to wrap on on this topic and move on to messages we receive about consent. But I just want to put it out there. If you see an intoxicated, intoxicated person who can like barely walk or talk or not articulate their needs and wants, yeah, absolutely. they cannot give consent. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. And I think an important thing to add too is don't be a bystander. If you see someone definitely. that's like that you think might be taken advantage of because of their, like, level of sobriety. <laughs> Sorry, I was um, trying to sign something to you. Um, yeah, can you pull up that number? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to say nothing. You can go up to them and be like, hey, like, I forgot something in the other room. Will you go check with me? Or like, oh, it's been forever. Like, I mm-hmm. am so excited to see you. Like, how have you been? Just engaging and interrupting that interaction is something that's incredibly important. And real quick, um... We're going to plug the National Sexual Assault Hotline, which is 1-800-656-HOPE. Just putting that out there, that's something that I think you can call as a third party witnessing something or as someone that has been a victim of a situation like that. Um, We really want you all to take care of yourselves first and foremost um, because self-care is also an important part of giving consent. Absolutely. And one last thing before we move on is just that, like, we are absolutely not encouraging intoxicated sex or sexual interactions. No. Not at all. Um, even, like, even if you are of legal age, it doesn't matter. Like, I think that you should be making decisions for what you and, like, the people who you're having interactions with feel comfortable with. Um, don't take our advice on anything. We're not professionals. But, like, just be intuitive and communicate with the people in your life. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, so now we're going to talk about some of the messages we have received about consent. I just wanted to go into, like, my own experience real quick. Mm -hmm. I grew up in India. I moved here halfway through freshman year of high school. And, yeah, I, you know, according to what I've heard from my peers, even in America, in middle school, consent wasn't touched upon a lot. Whereas for me in India, we were taught mainly abstinence. And when when we were taught abstinence, it was, like, 
no sex. Sex doesn't exist. So in that realm, consent didn't exist. Consent wasn't mm-hmm. taught to us. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really learn about consent until my freshman year, which when you think about it is far too late. I think we should be learning about consent way, way earlier because it's a basis of all human relationships. And mm-hmm. another thing I think is important to point out is that some of the conversations I've seen in my peers um, when we talk about giving consent is like, well, I'm not going to stop in the middle of kissing her to ask for her consent. That's like weird. And I feel like a lot of people think that asking for consent is this awkward thing, mm-hmm. but it's really not, you know, asking for consent. You can ask for consent in many different ways. You can ask for consent like, hey, is it okay if I do this? Hey, are you into this? Would you like me to do this? Would you enjoy this? What do you want me to do? There's many different ways. You can make it sexy, you know, and it's important that we always ask for consent. Um, and yeah, it doesn't have to be awkward. It depends on the dynamics, how you ask for an individual's consent, but you should always be asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that you brought up earlier that I wanted to retouch on is um, we should be learning what healthy consent looks like from a very young age, because if you don't have that definition for what consent looks like, it's harder to tell when your consent has been violated, when yes. your boundaries have been violated. And that's something that's incredibly important, um, just because it's a, it's a part of staying healthy. Um, and so, like, going into messages that I've personally received about consent, um, again, I didn't really, like, come across the topic until maybe, like, I don't know, seventh grade, which I feel there's plenty of time already in there for, I had peers, like, talking about and engaging in sexual relationships around me. Like, there were um, definitely, like, lots of conversations about physical intimacy and sexual relationships, like, before I was learning about consent in a classroom setting. And I I don't think that that's the way it should be. Um, And I don't think that, like, media helps with that Mm -hmm. in any way. Like, a lot of the TV we watch or, like, songs we listen to even um talk about sex as if it's this like spur of the moment passionate thing when in reality it can be that but it can also be something that you're having conversations about beforehand and that can often make it better like if you're talking about like with your partner here's what I want during sex here's what I'm thinking about like here's what I think is sexy that's a really important way to a build trust in your relationship and be like have a good time and like um increase the specificity of your consent yeah definitely um in terms of like my experience with like consent education yeah I did not learn about it throughout like any of middle school sex ed um because I think they approached the whole like the talk in a very biological um, like, scientific way, and, like, there wasn't really any information about, like, the nuance of, like, the emotional side of sex and, like, sexual interactions, um, and then in high school, like, we definitely started to talk about it more, and, like, throughout, um, like, health classes, and, like, I think volunteering definitely, um, like, I learned a lot about consent through that, um, and I remember, like, this made me think of it actually when um you were talking about uh how like you can give consent in like a sexy way. I remember mm-hmm. I think like freshman or sophomore year we had a club 
at um, Lincoln come and give like talks, or I think it was freshman year. They came and they gave talks to all of the freshmen, like leadership classes, I think. And it it was all about like consent. And I remember them like really honing in the the idea that like, um, honing in, is that a term? Yes, Anyways, thank you. Um, I remember them like really emphasizing the idea that like, consent is sexy. Like consent is so attractive and like hot. (laughs) And I'm being like, mm, like kind of confusing because like, I remember we literally had like Planned Parenthood pins that were like, consent is not sexy. Consent is required. Yeah. And that was like, I think it just goes to show that, and like me, or sorry, not me, but like I would say Teen Council and like that club that was doing presentations. Like, I think generally we have the same values and like goals and intentions in terms of like consent and sexual assault like awareness but it was just weird to hear like I don't know two very different kind of contrasting opposing messages towards consent because like I don't know I think that the two truths can like exist at the same time yeah you know like I think that Mm -hmm. it can be something that has to happen every single time and it doesn't have to be like an awkward formal question like may I do this like it can be like you good like checking in like it doesn't have to be like I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, consent can also, to an extent, be given non-verbally. Like, you can nod at someone. Like, you can uh, make noises that indicate that you're having a good time. Like, there are lots of ways to indicate consent and indicate that you're, like, enjoying the situation that you're in without being like, yes, I like this, or yes, I want to do this, or do you want to do this? Like, there are ways that your consent can be, like, specific and ongoing without making a sexual situation awkward for sure um and I also wanted to um touch on something that you said Vivian about how um like there are so many opportunities throughout um like childhood and like adolescence to bring up consent in non-sexual contexts. like people or like children like literal toddlers are taught consent at a very young age but aren't like, they don't name it as consent. They name it as, like, I don't know, like, permission or, like, they use other mm-hmm. words. But I think that, like, everyone gives consent and yeah. receives consent and, like, denies consent every single day for different things. And kids do it all the time. And I think, like, teaching them consent through bodily autonomy and through, like, giving them, um, like, authority and, like, yeah, just autonomy, I guess, over their own bodies and, like, not forcing physical affection not like associating guilt with the lack or the act of doing like of something physical like Uh there are so many ways to bring up consent to kids and I think that like it's not a sexual thing inherently like I think that the conversation around consent should start really early and I think that it's there are so many ways to do that I completely agree with that I think when talking about consent, it's also talk- important to talk about bodily autonomy and, you know, how to think about, how to teach people about that, especially sure, also yeah. at a young age. And I just want to, like, put it out there. Like, you know, if you're listening, just remember, you have full agency over your body and only you get to decide what you want to do with your body, yourself. It's all up to you. And I feel like sometimes that point isn't emphasized enough. Sometimes, you know, 
from a young age, we're made to think like, oh, a, a relative is visiting. We have to give the relative a hug. We have to give a relative a kiss. We don't. Same way at this age, you know, the notion that like, oh, if you're in a relationship with someone, you kind of like owe them sex or you owe them something. You do not owe anyone anything, least no. of mm-hmm. all your body. And it's important to remember that even in relationships, like even in like long-term relationships, ongoing consent is important. Like, and like we've touched upon, it doesn't have to be like this awkward formal conversation. It can just be like, yo, you want to have sex right now? Like it can literally just be that, but you need to also have consent ongoing in relationships. Doesn't matter if your partner's consent still needs to be there. Um, and if you've given someone consent once, it, or if some, I guess someone has given you consent once, doesn't mean that that consent just exists forever. You need to keep asking them for consent for like, you know, future sexual interactions or romantic interactions. And I just think that that's super important. And again, I just want to emphasize, never feel guilty for laying boundaries or saying no. Yeah. It's important that you prioritize yourself first. For yeah. sure. And also like, I think that it's important to recognize that there are situations where, like, you can give consent, like, wholeheartedly, you can mean it, you can be sober, you can be specific, all of these things, and then later on, not feel good about that. Like, Mm -hmm. emotions change, and, like, you're bound to have, like, perspective shifts on things, maybe, like, after they happen, like, you feel different about it, and that's fine, and that's normal, And that doesn't mean that, like, you or the other person or anyone else, like, did anything wrong. I think it's just, like, acknowledging those feelings, communicating those feelings, and, like, not letting them go unsaid is really important. And, like, reaching out is super important. All of those things. Like, if you've ever had an experience that makes you feel violated or uncomfortable, like, we're going to have a lot of resources in the description for that. But, um, yeah, just wanted to put that out there as well. And also, I think it's important to recognize, like, no one is perfect in this topic. Mm -hmm. Like, even though consent is something that's so imperative to our relationships, like, making the space to have, like, open and honest conversations where you're like, I think I fucked up here. Or, like, you fucked up here. Yeah. Like, calling people out and having those conversations is something that's so imperative to a healthy relationship in any context. Whether it's, like, you're telling your uncle that you don't like it when he tickles you. Or, like, you're talking to your partner and you're like, hey, I don't like it when you touch me here. Or I don't want to kiss you in front of my parents. Like, all of these things are things that people don't necessarily know unless you tell them. And they're things that are important to communicate about and important to, like, recognize that you're going to make mistakes surrounding. Um, Because no one's perfect, but the, like... The point of all of this is that you're having continuing conversations about consent um, because that's how you keep it healthy. Yeah, definitely. And like be comfortable with like making mistakes and learning along the way and it's normal and like I think a lot of the times people will fuck up and not um, like with no intention to like I think most of the time when people um, I don't know, you know, misstep or misinterpret a situation I think most of the time they don't have the intention to do that, which is not mm-hmm. to say that some people do have malicious intent because, like, absolutely that exists. Yeah. But I think that a lot of the time um, it is just a miscommunication and a misjudgment, and I think that a conversation can be really important in situations like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think, like, all of these points just emphasize how much more we need to be talking about 
consent as a society. And yeah, so we're going to wrap up now, but just as a, like, you know, kind of like as a summary, just remembering that consent is important in our everyday lives and every aspect of our lives. And consent is something that will come up in future episodes because it is something yeah. you can't really talk about many sexual health or sexuality topics without talking about consent. Um, and yeah, feel free to send us your thoughts on consent, any questions you may have. We want this to be an open conversation and start that conversation regarding consent. Um, and Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, real quick plug, we have an Instagram. It's at dirty dot. I think it's dirty <laughs> talk <laughs> dot pod. Um, so uh, it's D-I-R-T-Y T-A-L-K dot P-O-D. We'll put it in our description as well. Yeah, shoot us yeah. a DM if you have any questions, any corrections for us. Um, yeah, comments, opinions. Yeah, let us know. Critiques, we're open to constructive criticism. Send we it our way. want to hear from you. Also, it would be cool if you sent voice memos because then we can, like, play them on future episodes. Yeah. With your consent, of course. But, like, yeah. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Anyways, to close this episode off, um, I had an idea that every episode, like, at the end, we could talk about media that, like, we've been absorbing recently and, like, mm-hmm. unrelated to the episode and, like, these topics. But I just thought it would be fun. Like, songs we've been listening to, TV shows, movies, yeah. YouTubers. Um, yeah, and I also, I stole this from, uh, Emergency Intercom, Enya and Drew's podcast, if you know, you know, but anyways, let's get into media. Should I start? Yes, sure. you go yeah, ahead. Go for it. Okay, I have my little notes here. Okay, so let's get into it. Songs, two songs that I've been playing a lot recently, um, Phenomenon by Dr. Dog, incredible musical masterpiece, mm. cultural tour de force. <laughs> Um, and then Window by Nana Grizzal, I think is how you say it. Not sure. Um, TV shows. I haven't really been watching, like, shows recently. But, like, the past six months, I would say um, Breaking Bad. And, look, <laughs> if you're one of those people who is also late on the Breaking Bad train, it's not too late to hop on. Like, I'm telling you that right now. No, absolutely. It is so good. Yeah. Like, incredible and it deserves all the attention it gets i know i'm like 10 or 15 years late but it's such a good show and even incredible. if you're like i don't know i would agree with this recommendation and i think <laughs> i'm like not normally like a girly that would be like i love watching tv shows about meth like i love watching this specific tv show about meth but it is like so much deeper than that like yeah. you it's oh it's just it's a masterpiece, honestly. Anyways, so Breaking Bad, but if I want to, like, watch something mindless and, like, turn my brain off for a little bit, um, Too Hot to Handle. Like, actually so ridiculously I entertaining. I love that show. I think we should do an episode on it one day. We I feel like yeah. Too Hot to Handle is great coming. material. Great material. Yeah. I think so, too. There's Even a lot to handle. I haven't seen it yet, so no, I, w- I will that's watch on her, it That's on the their pod. to-do list. Yeah. That's yeah. on Vivian's to-do list. <laughs> Homework for Vivian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, movie. That I watched recently, Sound of Metal. Mm. Incredible. Have either of you seen that? No, no I have not. Oh, so good. You need to watch it. Okay. I think it won some award, but like beautiful, beautiful movie. Sick. Um, and in terms of like YouTube, I have been watching a lot of Hassan Piker or like Hassan Abi, I guess, for political oh. comp. <laughs> you have thoughts on this? Uh, the Millionaire Socialist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. 
Okay, okay. We can talk about that on another episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. another episode. <laughs> Anyways, I love Hassan. I think that he has really good insight. He is, like, I think he puts news and, like, um, what's the word? Current events in a very, like, accessible and, like, easy-to-digest way. Mm-hmm. So, I like him. Yeah. But we can talk about that another time. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. And more than anything, I think my <laughs> critique of Hassan is that I don't like it when men get too much attention. So... <laughs> I, I get it. Like it. I Vivian, that's fair. That Thank is you. That is also fair. a conversation is for fair. another episode. That is fair. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, so some of the stuff I've been watching, I don't watch YouTube really. Big on TikTok though. Spend a lot of time on TikTok. It's mm. fine. It's a uh, we all we all have our vices. Big that's time mine. Suck, yeah. <laughs> um, but I've been watching the third season of Sex Education. If you haven't started sex education yet, I don't know what you're doing. Like, no offense. Get on it. Get on it. First up, like, start the first season. But if you have watched it and just haven't gotten to the third season yet, it just gets better and better. Like, it, it, the quality just keeps improving. The representation <laughs> so is off the charts. So I love that show. And I also watched White Lotus on HBO. I feel like a lot of people have been talking about that. It's really cool. It's satire. It's funny, but it also, like, talks about a lot of, like, deep social issues. You should definitely check it out. Um, I watched Broadchurch, which is, like, a British crime show. Um, it, that was also really good. A little bit dark, various trigger warnings, not really <laughs> cheerful or anything, but nice. I liked it. And then I watched Shang-Chi, which is the new Marvel movie, which I also liked. Yeah. Um, yeah, real quick, I'm just looking down at my notes, and I'll plug my media in a second, but, uh, I have written down, uh, consent for nudes, and I feel like that's an important thing to, like, pop in there, is, like, any sexual situation, including ones where you're not, like, physically together, it's important to be getting consent, just, like, in terms of, like, hey, can I send you, like, a, a picture yeah. of me naked? Like, that, <laughs> sure. that is something that, like, and you can consent. phrase it other ways. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. For um, sure. But yeah, uh, media that I've been into, um, songs that I've really been enjoying, uh, Silk Chiffon uh, mm. by Muna and Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Banger, um, I feel like like I'm like Pavloving myself, because <laughs> like the chorus is like, life's so fun, life's so fun, and I'm like manifesting internalizing that, that like manifesting it for myself, um, and then What's the Rhythm by Mike Kroll. Um, another banger, I'm, like, trying to be upbeat in my music preferences lately, um, which I feel like is going pretty well for me, so, yeah. I have also been watching the third season of Sex Education, uh, love it, highly recommend, uh, after you're finished listening to this, if you need to kill time, start it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy that show, I think it's really important, um, and one of my favorite musicians does most of the soundtrack for it, so Ezra Furman, you can check her out too. Um, and then I've been rewatching New Girl, because I feel like every time- Oh my time- god! Yeah. Stop! <laughs> oh my god, wait, how have we never talked about this before? Really? New Girl is the best show <sighs> to no, ever exist! Literally, oh my god. literally a cultural, <laughs> just like, in here. oh! I love New Girl. Okay. I highly recommend. It's so comforting. I like rewatch it every time I'm going through like a major change in my life. I watched it with oh my, my sibling. God, Whenever I'm like sad or anything, <laughs> yeah. New Girl. Uh huh. It's uh-huh. like comfort show. Uh-huh. It's okay. so comforting. I love New Girl. I think I personally am a Schmidt or a Jess. Um, 
uh, which is... <laughs> I think I'm a Jess. Annoying to admit, but putting it out no, there... No, all those characters are so lovable. <laughs> we I, should totally do a rant episode on New Girl. Oh, for sure. Like, a little, like, special up where Arna and I just deconstruct our New Girl opinions. No, and Sophia can watch it. Yeah. And then deconstruct <laughs> it with it, like, a... many, many seasons. It's so good, it's Sophia. Delicious. It is this worth is a it. huge time dedication, but I... Yeah. Best show on the planet, okay? Maybe, like, if there's enough interest in a Dirty Talk New Girl special up, like, just let us know. Oh um, my god, imagine you guys bring the actors love on. Love it. <laughs> oh my god, shut up. Oh, um, can I mention one more thing before yes, we close this for off? Sure. Are you done with yours? Uh, I have some movies. Okay, go, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, you start. Um, yeah, so other than that, they put School of Rock on Netflix. Um, that's been a fave of mine forever. It has Jack Black in it. My dad loves it. Um... <laughs> And, I don't know, another, like, big comfort thing for me, I'm getting ready to, like, move to college, so lots of, like, comforting media that has mm. really, like, intensely impacted my life. Um, and then Jennifer's Body is coming up on, like, the release anniversary, and that's been one of my favorites for a while, like, since I was, I don't know, 13 and watched it way too young, but love that movie, mm. love Megan Fox, um, I think it's slowly becoming, like, a queer feminist cult classic, which I'm really excited for, um... It's directed by Diablo Cody, who did um, Juno. So if you like that movie, um, definitely check out Jennifer's Body. I think it's really good, and it's a really like nuanced exploration of female friendship, which is something you don't see a lot on TV. Beautiful. Stunning. Um, the one last thing that I wanted to mention is something that I've been like hate-watching recently, because mm. I feel like that is a very Tell healthy... Tell me it's the Addison Rae movie. Oh, I did watch that, and we can talk about that for another episode. Oh my god, I have opinions, actually. I do too, honestly. But anyways, the thing that I was going to say that I'm hate-watching is um, Jimmy Fallon. What's his stupid Mm. fucking show called? Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. No, I really don't like that man. Like, Uh, something about him is so off-putting. I don't feel like I watch him enough to have an opinion. We can dig into that as well. We have a lot of future topics coming up. Like, so unrelated, but I've been watching him Mm. and just like... um, experiencing rage towards him like I think he's so unfunny and like I don't know why he is in the position that he's in like I feel so passionate about this and he interrupts all of his fucking guests uh, he thinks like uh, see that is Jimmy so Fallon funny. never listened to this podcast that's never hi Jimmy, to Jimmy Fallon show. hey guys Shout let's out. aim high let's okay. aim high Jimmy Shout Fallon Jimmy, Jimmy I hope you anything. listen one day <laughs> No, um, fuck Jimmy Fallon, 2021. <laughs> That's the problem that I have with, like, Michael Barbaro in The Daily. I don't know who that is. Oh, NPR. Um, but he interrupts his... <laughs> when she watches NPR. ...interview. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> he interrupts his interview subjects all the damn time, and it annoys me so much. Anyways, I think we should do a podcast about the things that we hate. Maybe as, like, a, like, get-to-know-you special. That would be, like, very Let's cathartic. have, like, at least yeah. three listeners first, and, and then, then there'll and then be we'll people start being negative. interested. <laughs> Anyways, comment below. Oh, you can't comment on Spotify. <laughs> I was going to say, comment below if you hate Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. No, up. listen to this podcast multiple times if you hate Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> give us, yeah, give, give us, us those streams. analytics. Yeah. yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram if you hate Jimmy Fallon at dirtytalk.pod. Yes. <laughs> and our next episode is going to be about the pressure and stigma surrounding sex. So tune in for that. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Stay yeah. dirty. Oh. I remember Vivian. <laughs> there we go. Okay. All right. Bye. Love you all. Have fun.